So uh, just please buckle up and, and be ready. <clears throat> but listen to me. This is a training center. I, I relish. You say, what is relish? Is that what you put on a hot dog? No, it's, it's, a, it's a word that means uh, I, uh, I, 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 I look forward to this. I relish. Everybody say relish. How many, how many thought relish was just something you put on a hot dog before you got here? Okay, thank you. Okay, now you learned a new word. I relish the opportunity to be able to, to teach wherever I'm teaching, but I especially love teaching de Sozo uh, because of your high intellects. Say, I have a high intellects. Everybody say amen. amen. One of the things that I want to teach, I'm teaching the whole church this, is to respond. Everybody say respond. respond. Everybody say respond. respond. We have, we have, uh, we step into a, a, a church that is rebellious. Y'all here with me? Yeah. And are y'all with me? Yes. And, uh, and we just fall into the rebelliousness because that's what everybody does around us. And I'm looking for a church. God is looking for a church that, that everybody just, if the, if the pastor says, hey, let's raise our hands. If the worship player says, hey, let's get down on our knees. If the pastor says, hey, say amen to this. You know what? That there's this cooperation in saying, everybody say saying. saying. Everybody say saying. saying. It's so important that you come in agreement with God. Amen. It's so important that you come in agreement with God. And there's things that I'm going to say tonight, and it will behoove you, behoove. I mean, know what behoove means. Baffled, no. It, behoove means it will be to your advantage. Everybody say behoove. It will behoove you to, when the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, that is good what he said. Inside you, you're going to hear, oh, that's good. And you need to respond to that, not sit there and be quiet. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm going to teach on my favorite subject to teach on, which is the power of your words. The power of your words. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, oh. You didn't do it like I did it. You said, Pastor, I can't do it like that. Well, try. Say, oh, this is going to be good. Did you, did you try to do it like I did it? Try it again. Okay, see, we got it. Okay, we got it. That's a, man, that's an A for sure. There was a, oh, my goodness, I'm. 
I'm so excited to preach tonight. There was this doctor. You, you know, sometimes we can recognize, we cannot recognize how important something is. You understand what I'm talking about? You don't recognize how important it is. You know what? Uh, you're driving and you're not paying attention and you don't f and and you get pulled over and the cop says, do you do you know how fast you're driving? And you're like, not really. I mean, it might be important to pay attention to how fast you're driving. There was this doctor. And uh, uh, in the 19th century and this doctor, this is before uh, they had they didn't even know what germs were. Germs haven't, hadn't been discovered yet. And he was this doctor and he worked in there, had these two divisions. And this was a place where they, the women came to, to, to have babies. And uh, there was two divisions. In the one division, they just had these ladies. Uh, they call them uh, midwives. They're they're, you know what, grandmas or somebody who just says, I don't need no doctor, I'm going to deliver this baby. You know what, don't need no doctor. And, um, and then they had these, other, so one side had these midwives, and this other side had, had these doctors. And the weird thing is, there was this, uh, this thing that was happening to so many of the women, and they were dying. But most of the women that were dying and most of these children that were dying were dying on the doctor's side. Not on the ladies. You know, well, I'm, I wouldn't need no doctor. Just come on. Come on, Bessie. We'll, we'll do this. And, um, and so <laughs> you didn't know in the 18th century a lot of ladies were named Bessie, did you? No. Okay. But they were. So anyway, uh, so he, he was trying to figure out why is why are these all these ladies are, are doing pretty good and, and these ladies and it was tragic because these ladies were dying and their babies were dying and so it was tragic and he worked on both sides well he couldn't figure out what it was the ladies the midwives were uh having these children born they have the ladies be on their side for whatever reason i don't know the doctors had them lying on their back. So this doctor said, hey, let's do it the way, you know, let's have all the ladies do it on their side. Try to give these, uh -uh, didn't help. When, um, when a child would die, the priest would go around ringing this bell. And so he thought, well, I don't know, maybe that's freaking these ladies out. And we'll try, he's just trying to figure out what, can we do to solve it? Sure enough, that bell didn't help. The side didn't help. And for whatever reason, he said, let's start to have these doctors. Here's what's, what's happening. These doctors would deal with the cadavers of these dead babies and children. And after they were done with that, they would go in and they would deliver these babies. And this doctor said, well, see, what was, what was amazing, 
they didn't even under, he, he didn't even understand. He just had to figure it out. And so what he, what he did is he said, okay, we're going to, y'all paying attention, right? So what he said is he said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have all the doctors wash their hands after they've dealt with these cadavers. And guess what happened? All these children over here started to live just like the children over here started to live. Is that amazing? Sometimes there's things in your life that you think aren't important and they're real important. That's what I'm going to talk to you today. Do you know this? Do you know if I followed you around for the next week, I could tell you how your life is going to go in the next 10 years. And I could tell you for sure how your life was going to go in the next 20 years. All I'd have to do is follow you around. Now, I'd have to be with you a lot. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you know what? But in seven days, I could figure out which direction your life was going to go and where you'd be in 10 and for sure in 20 years. Here, let's play this game. Let's play this game. This game is called, What Am I Making? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be in the kitchen. And I'm going to tell you the ingredients. And you're going to have to figure out what? Come on, are you playing with me? You're going to have to figure out what? What I'm making, okay? So I'm going to grade some cheese. Right? I'm not done yet. I'm going to grade some cheese. And then I'm going to go get some Tortillas. Man, you're good at this game, aren't you? All right. Quesadilla. I'm going to go back in the kitchen and get some peanut butter. And then I'm going to get some jelly. And then I'm going to get some bread. What am I making? Say, Pastor, what's your point? My point is, you can tell what I'm making by just being in the kitchen with me. And I can tell where your life is going to go in one week. How? Because I will listen to what you say. I will listen to what's coming out of your mouth. And a bunch of jive, turkey, junk, bleh, is coming out of your mouth, then just look at your watch because that's the direction that your life is going to go. How many with me so far? I said, how many with me so far? Okay, let me, let me, let me prove it to you. Look at, uh, look at James. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna have to, you better listen fast because I'm going to start preaching faster. James chapter 3. And look what it says. My brethren, uh, let not many of you become teachers knowing that 
we shall receive a stronger judgment for we all, James chapter 3, chapter 3, verse 1. Now I'm in verse two. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able to bride his whole body. Indeed, we put a, a bits in horses' mouths, and they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. How many know? How many? How many? How many, how many been on a horse before? How many horses are big animals? But the whole horse is directed by this bit that's in his mouth that is relatively small compared to that horse. <clears throat> we look at these ships, although they are large and driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder. Whatever the pilot, listen to me, this is the word of God, whatever the pilot desires. Somebody say, whatever the pilot desires. See, here's what I want you to understand. If you desire for your life to go towards good, to go towards God, to go towards happy, to go towards um, um, contentment, to go towards joy, to go, you can't, if that's where you want your life to go, you can't, if you want your life to go left, you can't steer it right. You can't do it. So your words are that rudder and what comes out of your mouth. You've got to figure out where do I want my life to go? And your life is going that direction. Period. Somebody say period. That's how it's going to go. It's going to go in that direction. Even a tongue as little mem- uh, verse five. <clears throat> So even though the tongue is a little member and and boasts great things, you see what he just did? He just now switched from this rudder, from this bit, and said the tongue is just like those things. Even so the tongue, a little member, and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little little fire kindles. You ever see these big forest fires? I mean, no, they didn't start big. They started by someone just not paying attention to what's going on. Listen to me. Start pay attention to what is coming out of your mouth because what's coming out of your mouth is going to be a big forest fire in about 10, 20 years. Who said that's good? Okay. Somebody else say that's good. And you better pay attention now. It's weird. (laughs) Uh, One thing that I want to say to you is that start paying attention to your... How many live in right now? Raise your hand if you're living right now. Okay. If your hand's not up, you're sleeping. I'm going to come by and kick you in a minute. (laughs) How many are living right now? Raise your hand if you're living right now. Okay. You're living now. I don't care if you're 13 or 16 or 18 or 22 or, or 12. It don't make any difference. Satan is aware of you and your potential. So stop acting. I don't know who this is for. Stop acting like your life doesn't matter or you can get away with stuff. Because you, God is going to hold you accountable for things that are coming out of your mouth right now. I 
I don't want you to get in five years. I don't know anything. My life is so messed up. Well, pay attention to what I'm saying, and you can move your life the direction you want to move your life. Did you see that? Did you see it? What did it say? Verse 5. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little kill, uh, uh, little kindles. Verse 6. The tongue is a fire and words of iniquity. The tongue is so set among the members that it has defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course. Somebody said it sets on fire the course. Oh, the course, the course, the direction. Your direction will be determined by what's coming out of your mouth. How many know this is great news? How many know this is great news? Why? Because God's laying it right in front of you saying, hey, you know what? I don't care. Yeah, but my dad did this to me. Yeah, but I bought a hat one time and it fell apart. So what? Amen. Right? I mean, sometimes life ain't perfect. You know what I mean? I ordered a pizza one time and I ordered a pizza once and it didn't have cheese on it. I mean, you know you're having a bad day when your pizza that you ordered had no cheese on it. And it's like, am I getting punked? What's going on here? So what? I'm not saying that I'm not sympathetic to situations that you're going through. I'm saying get over it and recognize that your, your life doesn't have to go that direction. Does that make sense? It doesn't mean that I don't care. It doesn't mean that, that your leaders don't care. Where I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you have to recognize that God has given you an opportunity to set your course whatever direction you want it to go. Amen. 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 Man, here, here, scoot over. Amen. That is good, Pastor Drew. Sometimes I just like to amen my own sermons. But this is powerful. You're probably too young to know that song. You guys know this song? All right, sing with me. I'm inspired, that's why. Here's why, good question. Here's why. Because the reality is we have birds that are flying over you every day. You know why we have birds in the sky? Because God said, out of his mouth, he said, when he created, he said, you know what? I want birds and fishes in the sea. That's what he said. You know why there's birds? Because God spoke that out of his mouth. Amen. You know why we have light? You know why we have light? 
Wake up in the morning, it's like, ah, you know what I mean? How many like to sleep in sometimes? Okay, then make sure you get something over the windows, close it because the light is going to come in. You know why we have light? Because God said, everybody say said, he said, let there be light. Amen. How many like strawberries? How many like strawberries? Amen. How many like oranges? How many like oranges? Okay. What, what, what kind of fruit you like? Bagels? That's not a fruit. I'm sorry. Did you, did you say bagels? What kind of fruit you like? Watermelon. Water. Come on. Watermelon. That's what I'm talking about. Man. You know why you have watermelon and strawberries? You know what? And apples and oranges and all that. Because God said, let there be fruit. That's what he said. And you were born in the image of God. You were designed to act like God and to function like God. And a bunch of stuff in your life right now. Don't get on me. You know my fault. You know my fault. You know my fault. We live. We live. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, kids. Yeah. Yeah, this is good. Oh, this is good. Not my fault. Not my fault. Not my fault. Not my fault. We live in a society. We live in a society. And that's what. That's what. That's what they're teaching you. Everything ain't your fault. Now, I know there's some things that ain't your fault. I know that. But I know if you take that to the extreme, your life is going to be jacked up. Because James doesn't say, doesn't leave you and say, you're just jacked up and you're always going to be jacked up because... This happened, and you bought a hat, and it fell apart, and you bought a pizza, and it had no cheese. And there's other stuff that's going on in your life, and doesn't have to do with a hat that fell apart, don't have to do with a pizza with no cheese. But you know what? You are left with a choice. And either you can continue to meditate on that trash and speak that, my life would be so much better, but this happened. I just want to eat a bug. Right? 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 And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you need to recognize God has set before you death and life. Notice the Bible doesn't say he set before you life. The Bible says he set before you death and life. But then he said, therefore, choose life that you and your descendants might live. You not only can have a great life, but you can set up your life that your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids are set up for success. You can set it up. 
But you, ain't, you, you are not going to go there if you believe this trash that you don't want, that you can't do anything. You can do so much stuff, and the power is right between your two lips. Amen. Notice, it doesn't say life is in the power of the tongue. It says death and life in the power of the tongue. I want you to pay notice of this. Because you can go around and just think and just be like, you know what? How many have friends at school and they just speak trash all the time? Family, friends, neighbors, you know what? The internet. I mean, it's like the internet. I mean, the, like social media is just, man, it's just so much. And you, and you get around that, and next thing you know, and, the, and you set the, the course in the wrong direction, and you can say, I don't know why I'm going this way. I don't know why. I know why you're going that way. I don't mean to point at you. <laughs> I, I know what's going on. The Bible says, by your words, you're going to be justified, and by your words, you're going to be condemned. And then say, come and go, yeah, but you're only 13. You don't know. You can take whatever you want. You're only 14. And you need to recognize he is a liar, and he's lying to you. You have a tongue. You know what's going on. Stop acting like you don't know what's going on. You need to shut up the trash and start to speak the word of God. It needs to start coming out of your mouth. I mean, when are you going to start? When are you going to start? You know what? You're going to start. You're 12. I'm going to start when I'm 13. And then you're like, I'm going to start when I'm 14. I'm going to start when I'm 15. I'm going to start, you know what? And you're always using this excuse that it's not, you know what? Well, I'm, I'm just 12. I'm just 13. I'm just 19. You'll be, I'm just 44. That's where you'll be. Yeah. Are you learning something today? Yeah. I said, are you learning something today? Yeah. I said, are you learning something today? Yeah. Mm. Well, I have till what, 1030? 1030? Some of you are like, dop, 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 Okay, just calm down. I'm good. Um. Understand this, this reality is hardwired into life. What do I mean by that? I mean, um, oh, yes, 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 huh, I put these in myself. So. This you see this plug? It's hardwired. If you don't have a plug like that looks like this, you're not gonna be able to come over here and plug it in. Oh, yeah, that's how I do it. You're not gonna be able to do that. Because it won't fit. Understand this, that God has hardwired our life, according to James, 
that that's how your life is going to go. It's going to go in the direction, the course that you set it. So either accept it and start working towards a good end or just keep on walking in rebellion thinking that it don't make any difference what you say. And you can do either one, but I'm telling you what, you can try as long as you want. What a, oh, they have euros now. If, in, in France, they have a, the, the currency is called a euro. Right. And uh, you could come over here to, uh, to uh, Taco Bell and say, you know what, oh, you know, bonjour. And, 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 and give them a euro and they're going to look at you and say, you, I don't care. You ain't getting no burrito out of us. Do you understand? That's how it is. The currency of this earth is your tongue, is words. That's how the currency is. And so Jesus knows that. He come, Can I tell you a story? He's, he gets up in the morning, he's walking, and he gets hungry. How many know they didn't have no in and outs where Jesus lived? And so he, he, he sees this fig tree, and he's like, oh, dude, I'm going to get some figs. He goes up to the fig tree, and, and as he, he's coming up to the fig tree, he noticed there's no figs on the tree. How many know death and life is in the power of the tongue? So here's what he says. That's enough, man. <laughs> this tree is going to die. No one is going to eat of this tree anymore. Jesus knows that death is in the power of his tongue. And he curses that tree. I may have some things going on in your life. You don't like it. Okay. Stop acting like you have no power over it. Start to use your words and curse it. Amen. Stop just accepting it. Curse it. Amen. So he curses the tree. They get up the next day and like Peter, like, dude, look. And then Jesus says something very, very interesting. He says this. Again, so, because here's what we do. We think this, this stuff doesn't apply to us. It applies to us. And he stops these 12 guys and he says, let me tell you what. Assure, King James says, assuredly I say unto you. What is a, another version would be like, hey guys, I'm telling you the truth on this one. How many know God says some things that seem big? He gives us promises that seem so good, almost too good to be true. And he knows he's going to give them something that seems too good to be true. So before that, here's what he says. He says, dude, I'm going to tell you something in a minute. And it's going to seem like, oh, this is big. This is great. But this is the truth. I got this quarter. This is a special quarter. And every time you show in and out this quarter, you can eat as much as you want. And you don't even have to give them that quarter. You just show them this quarter. And then put it back in your pocket. 
for the next time you get hungry. How many know that seems too good to be true? That's what God did all the time. That's what Jesus did. And he knew, but, but he didn't have no quarter, make-believe quarter to get all the food you wanted. He spoke nothing but the truth. So he's about to tell them something incredible. Jesus just spoke to this fig tree, cursed it. Boom, they come, and it's all shriveled up. And they're like, Jesus, look! And then he says, stop. Understand this. I'm going to tell you this, that anyone could do that. You could do it, and 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 you could do it. You know why? Because you got words, and you got words, and you got words, and you got a tongue. And you got words, and you got a tongue, and you got words, and you got words. Now, the question is, what you going to do with those words? Because I'm telling you, I spoke to that tree. But you guys could speak to that mountain. Uh, I used to get up early in the morning and run until my wife... Uh, and I thank her for that, thought, this is not a good idea. How I many know it's not good to run at 5 o'clock in the morning when there's cars driving going to work? How I many know this probably might not be a good idea? So she bought me an elliptical machine, made it a little safer. Right. But I would get up in early in the morning, and I would put on my earphones and and I would, and, and I had this, uh, sometimes it was cold, and I got one of these snow, snow ski masks, you know, on me. <laughs> it was so crazy. And I had this bright orange shirt that I wore, and it was something. You should have took a picture. But, but here's the deal. But I would listen to this. You might know. I forget her name. Anyway, I would listen to this worship. She's a, a, a relatively, uh, uh, Rita, Rita Springer. Springer? Skier? Okay, anyway, that, that lady, she said. And, and I'm not ripping on her because it's an awesome song, but I just noticed, as a matter of fact, there's a couple songs like this, and it talks about these mountains that God can move. Can God move a mountain? Yes. But here's what I noticed. I thought to myself, why didn't she say, and you can move a mountain? Right. You, you know why I believe she didn't say that? Because most people, even though Jesus said, surely I say unto you, they just don't, they just, listen, what if, what if this quarter was good for that? See, here's the thing. If this quarter was really good for that, I'm just saying, you probably won't take it, and you probably won't take it, and you probably won't take it, and you probably won't take it. I'm not trying to be negative towards you, but you just think, that's just too good to be true. 
And we do the same thing with the word of God. And what if this quarter was a special in and out quarter? See, you've got to make a decision that you want to start listening to what's coming out of your mouth and you're going to start changing your life. Either James is true or he's not true. I say James is true. I said, I say James is true. I could give you example after example after example after example after example after example. Uh, not, not yet. Of this taking place in my life. And I'm not talking about saying it and boom, 30 seconds later, you know what? There's the patio area. Looky there. But I'm talking about just consistently saying God said that's how it works. That's what I'm going to keep on saying. I'm not coming off it. 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 And, and listen, and then later on, people look and go, oh, wow, look what happened. You know what? Isn't he lucky? No, this is a decision that I've made when I was, when I was in my early 20s. That I saw it in the word of God and I started saying it and I started believing it. And that's how I'm going to run my life. And I don't care if you don't. Hey, 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 I don't care if you don't agree with me. It don't make no difference. I'm not looking for people's approval. For me to decide whether it's going to happen or not. Oh, it's going to happen. You watch it happen. And what I would do if I was you is I'd start noticing what's going on in your life. What's coming out of mouth, your mouth. I had these sheets made up for you. Because I want to help you. Here's what I would do. I would, I would, I know you're all getting up at least 15 minutes early, spending 15 minutes with God every day. I know you all doing that. Somebody say Amen. But I'm not doing that. Okay, well, start. Amen. And I know you're reading at least one chapter in your Bible every day, right? Okay. And then I know you're spending, after you spend time with God, then you're reading the word. Then what you're doing? Then what are you doing? You're spending some more time with God. I know you're doing that. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to put this somewhere. And this isn't an exhausted list. Exhausted? This isn't a... Yeah, that's right. This isn't an exhaustive list. That means it's not a complete list. You can add some stuff. I just thought this is a good start. Amen. And I have all the scriptures right after, so you can, I'm not telling you, I'm not, listen, I'm not talking about speaking positive. Now, certainly I would say speaking positive is going to do more than speaking negative. That's a no-brainer. But I'm talking about more than speaking positive. I'm talk, talking about speaking God's word over your life. But here's what I, what, what I want you to do. I want you to get up in the morning and I want you to say this with some attitude. Somebody say with some attitude. With some attitude. Say it with attitude. Say with some attitude. With some attitude. Everybody say with some attitude. with some attitude. Everybody say with some attitude. With some attitude. I want you to say this. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Um, 
Mm-mm-mm. Oh, this is a good one. I love my parents and give them honor and am quick to obey them with a good attitude. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, let's do the moonwalk for that one. I love God with all my heart, soul, and mind. I love God with all my heart, soul, and mind. I use my mouth to bless God and bless others around me. I do not hang on to hurts, but I am quick to forgive others. I am grateful for all the good things in my life that God has given me, and I am quick to recognize that all these blessings are from him, and I am quick to tell him thank you. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I love to praise God and pray to God. He is my best friend. This is your assignment. This is what I would do. I would do it every day for the next 30 days. I would treat this like the gold that it is. I would treat this like the gold that it is. Listen. Having a life that you can be proud of is way more simpler than you think. I've been teaching this and and, and I said this recently. I said, you know what we think? We think that we're just going to, you know what, buy a lottery ticket for a dollar, scratch it, and be a a millionaire, and our life is going to be great. And I taught you already that most of those people that that buy a scratcher or buy a quick pick or whatever it is, you know, mega millions, mega billions, whatever, you know what, in three to five years, they're broke or broker than they are before they bought that. Most of them. Everybody say most of them. Not, Not a small percentage. Most of them. You can have the life that you want. It is done by doing things over a period of time, simple things that other people don't have the intelligence, spiritual intelligence to recognize, and they won't do it. And I can't get you to do it. But I can make up a sheet and hand you a sheet. And I can preach for 35 minutes and give you all the motivation that I can to get you to use this sheet. I like all these things, but I like the particular, the one talked about parents. Let's see, where is that again? I love my parents and give them honor and quick to obey them. Here's the part I love, with a good attitude. 
Amen. 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 Did you learn something today? Yes. Did you learn something today? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to recruit you. I want you, all here, I want you all here Sunday. I want you all in the first three rows. And I want to hear your uh, amen. Praise the Lord. That's good. Everybody say, that's good, Pastor. That's good, Pastor. Come on, do it with your head. That's good, Pastor. Ooh. Micah, that was great. I like he missed him. Micah had it going on. Say every say, that's good, Pastor. Say, oh, I like that. Okay. Let me hear those two on Sunday, okay? It is a listen, it's a privilege. It is a privilege to be here. I'm so proud of uh, you know what? Pastor Joel and his lovely, wonderful, intelligent wife, Candace. They're, they're gifts to you and all the other leaders in the, in, the, in the Sozo. Man, just you guys are awesome. You have an awesome team. And I'll say one more thing because we're teaching it. Uh, at, at Hope, we are a multi-generational church. What does that mean? That means that you are part of our church. Sozo isn't a church of itself. It's not by itself. Tamara and I go to camp on purpose. You know what? We are involved on purpose. And we want you to understand we love you. You know what? It was, I mean, it was God who said it, told to me. But it was Tam and I who put the foundations of this church, the four foundations of this church, as God directed me. But one of the things he directed me is he said, Youth, kids and youth are not secondary, they're primary. And that's absolutely true. 